ready for naughty nay and reckless yo they better be ready because it's that time for this that and everything in between naughty squad yo ready Hey, Naughty Squad. Hey, hey. I hope you're out there having a great day. We are so happy to be back with you. We had to take a little break, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the episode, but we're happy to have you back. We're happy to be with you, and we're ready to get this started, get the roll going again. Hey, 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 Naughty. What's up? Nothing. Just happy to be back with the Naughty Squad and get kick off a series of wonderful um, episodes that we are so excited about. So many surprises for you. Um, So many things that will be entertaining that I'm sure we're not even expecting, but it is what it is. So I'm just looking forward to, to um, connecting with you, Naughty Squad and, and talking about this, that and everything in between. Cause that's what we do. That's what we do. And so, you know, again, I know we don't need to go into the full details, but, you know, it's been a couple, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So, you know, just give a few highlights of what's been going on. Yeah, before we get into it, just please, Naughty Squad and new listeners that's trying to find your podcast home, remember to like, subscribe, share stream wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate the support um, as we are growing. Our stats are wonderful that we can see internally across different platforms, but we we definitely need you. So remember to hit that like, subscribe, and share button. Yes. Yes, Naughty Squad. All right. And so we, we this topic tonight that we're going to talk about is that thing about depression. Um, and there is a reason for that. So instead of us asking, well, how was your week? How was your week? Obviously, we have we did a two episode skip. And then because of traveling and other things, now we're actually kind of delayed almost three weeks. Um, yeah, almost yeah. three weeks in a month. It's funny how how that, you know, can happen. Um, but I needed a two episode pause because of just being very overwhelmed. Um, sometimes you gotta, when, when you feel that, that suffocation and you feel you're just starting like any little thing just is stressing you out that probably wouldn't bother you any other time. You got to pause and take a minute to breathe um, and to really either figure out what's going on with you if you don't know or deal with what you do know is going on with you. I pride myself in being very in tune with who I am and very in tune with my emotions. Um, and I grew up with a mother who communicates times 10. Um, and so I grew up being able to always talk about my feelings and never being ashamed about any feelings that I was having. Um, but I also, around 17 years old, uh, started to battle depression. Um, and we were going to address two things because 
there's depression that's clinical depression um, and medical things medically can happen to you that's set on clinical depression. And then also there's situational depression, right? Reckless, like death, you know, divorce, um, things happening like that that can cause just a really deep sadness and you fall into depression or, or start struggling with anxiety um, or due to trauma. Agreed. Agreed. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I always like to say, like when I started b- battling um, depression when I was 17, I didn't wreck. I didn't know what that was. You know, I had already been through some things, um, but I didn't know there was not a name for it to me. I just knew I felt deep sadness. I had days um, sometimes where I didn't get out of the bed for three, four or five days. Like going to the bathroom was almost like traumatizing because I didn't want to move. And I, I just wanted to crawl into myself and hide, but I didn't understand. Why am I feeling like this? What What's going on? You know, I have all this good stuff in my life too. So I wasn't okay with not being okay. And it was confusing, but then I would come out of it and it would be like nothing happened and I would be back happy. Or my favorite go-to that I also, it would take a few years for me to learn is putting everyone before myself because then I'm not dealing with me. Right. And I think think that's something that we, you know, we're going to, tap on tonight as well. I do believe all women, but especially black women, we are taught to carry the world on our shoulders just from the strong black women that are present in our lives. Cause a lot of them are single moms. A lot of them have to take on the responsibility of household, raising kids, making sure bills get met, making sure there's food in the cabinet. So we're always taught that we have to carry the world on our shoulders and we mm-hmm. can never let anybody see us break. And I understand that strong piece of it, but it also brings on an unhealthy piece of it as well. Oh, yeah. It brings on a real imbalance. I think for me, there can be two things um, that can be true at the same time. Now, naturally, I have a mother um, who was in the business of compassion with her career um, and taking care of people and helping people, social work working with homeless youth, that type of stuff, rescuing anyone, you know, that crossed our path. And so inherently that is certainly who I am. So there was actually a real need to, oh my gosh, what's going on? You know, I would have all the advice and wisdom in the world. They've been on the earth for five minutes. And I get that from this things I learned from my mom and I was exposed to, I, I appreciate um, being exposed to many people from all walks of life. Um, I, 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 that is just such one of the biggest blessings I think my mom gave me besides just her as being my mom. But um, so already having that and then starting to deal with depression, not even knowing I was depressed, but I was kind of hiding behind having a cape on and being everyone else's support. Although guess what the danger about that is? 
Okay, one, you start internalizing other people's stuff. Okay, then you're, you've put yourself so much on the back burner that you're about to check all the way out. It's unhealthy. It's very, right. yeah, it is very unhealthy. And, you know, we thought that's why we would take this evening just to talk a little bit about that, about self-care, self-worth. <coughs> Excuse me, Naughty Squad. <coughs> Excuse me, Naughty Squad. But understanding you can say no, that you don't have to take on the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can say no. And then and saying no says yes to you. So just to, and for new listeners, um, and obviously people that don't personally know us, as we certainly have the people in our lives that listen to the podcast. Um, uh, last year, like I had to, but uh, I see I had three, they say like bad things happen in threes, right? So I've mentioned this before. I'm not going in deeply about these subjects, but just to kind of give an overview of what is happening with me now, which I'm struggling with trying to make sense of myself. So 2019, nephew's murder, 2020, divorce, um, 2021, um, cancer diagnosis. So, or, and I'm sorry, at the end of 2021, sorry, December, 2021. So really January, 2022 confirmed, you know, I have cancer. So I battled this and go through it in a smiling really the whole time. Did I have times I cried? Yes. But you know, that's going to, when it's national variant cancer month, we will have a great series about that. Um, Cause I want to support that and bring more awareness, but just about my mental state, I mean, I was good. I was still financially good. I was, you know, I have a lot of love in my life. I had like angels that just surrounded me. I didn't walk alone. I was even good with my divorce. Like it, the scariest part is the unknown. And then I realized being alone and being alone is not a negative. The feeling of loneliness, that doesn't feel good, but being alone. I have peace. Great. The only thing I will never have peace with clearly is the murder of my nephew. That's just never going to happen. But generally I was fine. And then towards like all these wonderful girls trips we had planned, like our girls trip to Punta Cana, which was awesome. Um, my niece's wedding. I mean, she's just, uh, she's grew up to be so amazing. I was sad the whole time. Because now there, there are things that have now happened. Everything that has happened actually has not been in my, my control. Right. Um, I think it's very different uh, when things happen that you made happen. So you got to sit there and own your shit and be like, you know what? This is the consequences of this. It doesn't really tear you down when you own your shit and you know, I did this and I got to really fix this. But when you start getting hit with those unexpected bullets, like obviously cancer was a huge one. I didn't expect that, but I was okay. I was okay. So as I shared in the beginning, really quick, I do suffer from clinical depression. I have, again, 
since 17, dealt with that, been dealing with that. Okay. But this is more of a situational, you know, it's more stress induced. Um, and it's more, my emotions are, they're just all over the place and I'm very tired now. Um, and so while we're like going to Punta Cana and smiling, laughing, you know, enjoying that. And although I had moments that I let the tears flow and stuff, I still was really hiding within myself what was really going on. Like, I think I could have went on that trip and stayed in my hotel room and would have been fine. Not fine, but you know what I mean? Would have right, been like, right, right. It, it's almost like when you're, sometimes when you're so overwhelmed and you're depressed, this is the only way I can explain this. Like you then, you wear a mask, you become a, a, an actress or an actor. You right. Know, and, it's like, and I think we're going to get yeah. into some of that mm-hmm. as well. I think there's mm-hmm. a, you know, a couple of things here. And before we really dive into these subjects, into the information that Nadi has shared with us. I first want to come out here as well. I do own my shit as well. And at the end of our last episode, I generalized that I didn't fuck with family and I shouldn't have general generalized it. So I'm taking full responsibility for that because the people in the family that I mess with, I just assumed they would know I would not be talking to them. So I should have never made that assumption and I should have never generalized that and put that, put that out there like that. Did I feel like that? Of course. But did I feel like that towards everyone? Absolutely not. And, you know, one of the people that is dear to my heart, I heard her and that was never my intention. Because mm-hmm. I just assumed she knew she would not be in that category. So My apologies. I will own my shit and I shouldn't have generalized. I should have said there are a few and there still are a few, but the majority, we know the relationships we have. So I wanted to put that out there. And again, I stress, I own my shit and I never meant to hurt anybody. And that just breaks my heart. So again, my apologies. I mean, owning your stuff, people, seriously, and those who practice this or comes natural to them, you understand there is so much freedom in owning your shit. Plus, then you also can grow from whatever it is. It makes you more self-aware. Yes. Um, and I, definitely- I feel good when I own my stuff or when I have to apologize. Pride is never a problem. No, Again, I, like I tell anybody, I am a work in progress. So I am not perfect, nor do I ever claim to be perfect. And mm-hmm. again, that just, that's not who I am. So my apologies again for the family members that are with me. I got you. I love you. And for those who aren't, they aren't. But I will never generalize and put everybody in that same bucket. So again, my apologies. Now, moving forward. I think it's important too when we need to look at it, especially us as all women, we need to look at our mind, bodies, and souls. And we have to take that holistic approach. If you listen to what Nadi was saying earlier, you know, things happened in threes. She got a divorce. She she was diagnosed with cancer. Her nephew was killed. You know, those things happen. But 
you know, some of it was situational. And then she already was, you know, dealing with her clinical diagnosis of depression. So even having said that, even though you have this type of depression, that there are still things that can pile on on top of what you're already dealing with to bring more of that stress, more of that anxiety on you. And to her point where even though we were having a good time, if she could have been in her room and been okay. And that's not, you know, and that's not okay to say that if I would have stayed in my room, I would have been okay. So no, there was a lot heavy. There was a lot weighing heavy on her mind. You know, she's been taking care of her body. You know, she's getting healthy again. And just her overall soul, it's like she just felt like, you know, pieces of it was broken. And one of the things is, you know, over 65% of Americans will or have been through some type of mental illness. There are six domains when you're talking about mental health. You have emotional, you have motivational, you have spiritual, you have physical, and you have intellectual and social, socially well-being. And that last one is a huge chunk of it too, especially the social well-being piece of it. Because so many of us, not all of us, but there is a lot of us that are just enthralled in social media. I like, I'm, I need to be, uh, I need to be on IG. I need to be on Facebook. I need to be on Twitter. And like that becomes your life. And then you get absorbed into that. And then something happens and you're so enthralled. You're believing that that is really your life. And in essence, it's not, but it's tearing you down because you believe you've lost that piece of something and you can't even describe what that is. So I think one of the things that we all need to take a step back at and really understand, number one, you know, what are our triggers? What are our breaking points? Where do we say enough is enough? When Nadi came to me and said I needed a break, I didn't ask questions. I said, you got it. I understand. You do what you have to do. We'll come back together. We'll put it together. But on the same token, can everybody have that freedom and just say, I'm shutting down for two weeks or I'm shutting down for a month? Is that feasible? And then, you know, a lot of us walk around and we carry anxiety. We don't necessarily call it anxiety, but that's where it is. That's when I said we carry the world of on our shoulders. Like we're, it's the excess worrying. Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Will I be able to do this? Is this going to get done? And we're constantly worrying about events and feelings that we have no control over. So how can we handle those as de-stressors as well? What can we do about that? Right. I think one thing that tackles that um, is you you can really only deal with one thing at a time. I mean, you you can't try to be superwoman, superman, um, God himself. Like, it just doesn't work like that. The truth is, I'm only going to be able to take care of one thing at a time. That's major. I'm talking about major things. 
um, and, and being okay with that and being patient with yourself, patient with the issue. Um, but again, me, I'm not everyone is as self-aware as I am. I'm self-aware. I knew I was breaking. I knew what I was feeling was not normal because I've already, you know, once I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety before that it became, you know, a word that people use, I don't know, because their car broke down um, or it's... It, I don't, I think it's being abused now, um, but that's fine. But I also think we're hearing about it more because people aren't ashamed to say, hey, I'm not okay. So people are voicing it more, which I encourage. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. We need that. No one should be ashamed that they're not okay. No one should be ashamed of going and talking to a therapist. You used to say that and people would be like, especially among us beautiful kings and queens, people of color, that is like taboo. Like, oh, you're crazy? Oh, you got to get a crazy pit? Like, no, I'm not crazy. No, I'm not insane. You know, um, if more people got therapy, probably a lot of stuff wouldn't be happening now. But um but I had started therapy way, way back then. Like I think my early 20s, I might have been actually 19 the first time and have consistently stuck with that throughout my life. And then my clinical depression is medic medically treated. Um, and it, it definitely was a journey with that. I do want to share with anyone that's feeling like or has been diagnosed and your doctor has prescribed you something, you're like, this isn't working. It probably isn't. It's not a one size fits all. And it's medication doesn't just fix it either. uh, Please people like a combination of um, talk therapy um, and medication, but you're going to have to probably try a few before you find that one. It took almost, I think, 10 years before I finally found one that I'm like, oh, okay, that I don't feel all these crazy side effects and it really balances me out. But even understand with that, there are still times that I can fall into a a very dark place and it is not in my control. And I think that's another thing that you have to accept. And that's why I'm able to still always be so resilient and not fall completely victim to my own self um, is that I'm like, I, this isn't in my control. And I'll know too, I'm very aware when that is happening. Um, But I also know no matter how many thoughts, (laughs) no matter how much I'm saying like Renee, get up, you know, Renee, it's almost like you're a prisoner of your own body and a prisoner of your own mind when you're suffering from clinical depression and um, anxiety. But I'm sharing so much and being so personal because I'm not ashamed. It is not dictated. Like, that's something I struggle with. It's just not, it's not who I am, you know? And I'm hoping that it will inspire people to be okay with not being okay. And as as round the block as this might sound, you know, 
I just shared how I was feeling on my girl's trip. Then I went to Mexico and I have a lot of great things happening in my life. Number one, this podcast. Number another number one. I think I have a lot of number ones is I am here. I'm alive. I beat cancer. So, um, and I, I'm getting to still be here with all the people that I love and to be obedient to what the purpose that God has for me. I have a lot to do, I have a lot to say, I have a lot of connections to make. I naturally connect to people like a magnet. They connect to me and I have to use that. So I have things to do. So I had to take step back because if I didn't, there was going to be a pro like I, I would have probably just checked all the way out because when you're overwhelmed, any little thing overwhelms you more. Something that would never overwhelm you will overwhelm you. I remember I looked at, I had three dishes in my sink. I usually keep my sink clear and it was overwhelming me. <laughs> And I, I knew like, okay, Renee, you are, this is not okay. And then the problem that I had too is I really didn't reach for anyone. Talked about like, oh, I'm stressed. You know, this happened and that happened. Can't believe this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But not really being completely open. Wasn't being dishonest, but holding part of the truth back as well. And then it spiraled to a place where I was like, okay, God, it, you know, I don't want to wake up tomorrow. So I need you to do something about this. You know, like I don't, I felt very tired, very emotionally and mentally tired. And as I said, and I did want to point this out reckless too, because I thought about it. I was marching forward and so positive and even energetic, you know, fighting what I had to fight last year. Only time I wasn't was after chemo and that kicks in and uh, the other shot I had to get would kick in. Then I'm in pain. I, I know I was not marching anywhere, but I I'm wondering now. And Nadi Scott, please share your thoughts and comments. Um, if it's a collective, actually, from 2019 till now, with all the things that happened in threes, that it's just all like now I'm in a quiet. And quiet can be noisy, by the way. So now I'm in a quiet. Now all of the, you know, and then I'm dealing with the after effects. You know, you got to pay to survive, right? Uh, cancer's not free. <laughs> so, and then amongst other things, um, I'm wondering if it's all just hitting me now. Does that make sense? Like what I thought that, like, oh, I was okay. Maybe I wasn't okay when I thought I was okay. Maybe the reality of everything with the my nephew's murder has been a very clear reality, but everything else really is, I don't know, revealing it, itself to me. And I'm now in a place where I am just feeling it all. I don't know. Does that make sense? 
I'm actually now talking myself through this. I think that does make sense. But I think I think there's a couple of things here. You know, one of the things is, you know, we're very close. We talk about things probably no one else, Mm -hmm. you know, talks about Mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we share things. And, you know, I always because I am who I am. And I always give you, you know, my opinion, you know, nay, you know, listening to what you're saying, this is X, Y, Z. And one of the things is, and this is just how I'm wired. So I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say I'm not a good person to just share your, just to be vulnerable with and share your feelings with. I'm definitely not saying that because, you know, we've done that. But I think where I come in and I'm wired is, okay. And you know, and I told you this, okay, I hear what you're saying. You know, this is where you're at, but we can't stay here. What do we need to do to get you back to where you were? Because automatically, you know, we all are down on ourselves and we all have pity parties. And, you know, it's just days where, damn, do I really want to do this again? Is this happening? You know, or why is this always happening to me? I do nine things, right? And then five things turn around and fall back in my face. Why? You know, why is it just me? What's going on? And I'm one of those people and like, yeah, I have my day. I have maybe two days. But after that, it's like, forget it. What do I need to do? I need to put my big girl's draws on. I need to figure this out. I need to just take care of business. And I think with me, and maybe this is... I might be a disservice to people who are vulnerable to me is that I'm not having you work through the reason you're there. I just want you to get to the end point. And you speaking now is like, to your point, you're working through how you were feeling. But I think when we had a conversation a few months ago, and I believe I told you that then, I I believe it's just a combination now of everything like, even though it happened in secession, it just feels like everything just crashed down on you right now. Right. And this is where I'm at. And I don't see any, I don't see anything else. And I think that's the piece that, you know, when you're, when you're like, I, I'm just, I'm done. I'm, I'm above my shoulders. I'm in my wits end. Like, I don't know what I need to do. And that's when I, when we were talking and I said, number one is you have to find that out, that outlet, whatever that outlet may be, you have to find that. And I think a lot of times that we get trapped in our thoughts, our own thoughts so bad that we just think we have to live there and we don't. So what is that outlet? You know, even for me, when I get into those moods and I'm just down and, you know, music, I just want to listen, whatever, however I'm feeling, you know, I'm from Mississippi. So I've heard a lot of blues. I might play some blues. You know, I might play some R&B, might play some ratchet. I don't know. It's whatever mood I feel I need to get out of and what music is going to get me out of Or like, you know, if I'm just down and like, what the hell do I need to do to pull myself up? Then, you know, I play some motivational music, you know, get up here and make it happen. And with you and to your point, 
you know, going with the flow, you know, sharing, but not necessarily telling the whole story, but you felt you shared enough that you felt okay with that. But, you know, maybe a, a longer conversation should have been had and maybe other discussions to help the help whatever that outlet was to make it come out. Right. To talk to talk through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to talk through it. And that's it. one advice. And I when I'm encouraging someone else, I do always say um, you can feel sadness. You can accept, you know, I. I feel broken and be okay with not being okay. You just don't build a house there. You don't build, you know, that is the battle. You don't, you definitely don't stay in there. But also when it is happening, it is happening and it's very real. Um, A lot of things can be said and it, it sounds easier than it actually could be done. Because again, some of it, it's like, oh, I'm not choosing to feel that way. But a lot of what's happening with me is a, a situational thing versus the clinical part. And that it has happened as well. But I mean, I, I get through that. Um, and again, I'm very self-aware and I have many tools in my shed and a, a few as we start to wind down from this, I will share um, the things that do encourage me, you know, um, or, you know, a few books that I have read that I would recommend. Um, but, you know, I, I do want to encourage, be okay and unapologetic about not being okay. If you're not okay, you're just not. Um, and then if the people around you Either they're not paying attention or not listen. Don't assume that people should know what you're going through and how you feel, by the way. You, you cannot do that. But if people do know and, you know, they're not helping your situation or being concerned and stuff like that, you know, you just that is what it is. Um, but you've got you definitely, like Reckless said, you have to find your outlet find your voice or that person, you know, you can trust. You don't have to get on the bullhorn and tell every dang body what's happening with you. Yeah. Please don't do that either because sometimes your Mm -hmm. misery is somebody else's positive. So definitely Mm -hmm. people thrive off of you being broken. Exactly. So, you know, definitely Mm -hmm. choose wisely on that note, but I 100% agree. Yeah, people thrive off of that, um, and which I think anyone who does, I mean, that's a sad person anyways. That's why they're thriving off of it. So I can really care less about that person or those persons or anyone that's like that. Um, but also it invites too much noise. Like if you're getting too many opinions and too many and you're already, oh, for me, that would be overwhelming. I'm not going to have 70 conversations. And listen, I'm a person that's a communicator. I don't think we could be having a podcast if either one of us weren't communicators and open about who we are and how we feel about things or people or, you know, so I don't really mind being an open book. I tell too much of my own business. I don't care. 
You know, I'm comfortable with a lot of topics that most people are not. But when it comes to what's happening with me right now, no, um, I the worst thing for me would have been to make several phone calls. And, it, you know, I do definitely um, have people I am close to and bonded to and all of that. But you guys, like, choose at least a person. And if you are if you don't um, have a therapist um, and you need to talk, do it. Um, if you need to scream and yell, talk to yourself in your room and just let all your emotions flow through you, do it. Whatever you're doing, just know you're trying to save yourself. Um, and don't let that liar, like one thing with depression, will whisper to you constantly that you are alone, that no one will understand, that this will never be fixed. Oh, I'll never get through this. The sun's never going to shine. The world's better off without me. Like, it whispers so many lies to you. And you have to counter that with thoughts like, no, wait a minute. Yep. I am feeling like A, B, C, and D, but I know the sun will shine again. I know that this is not a permanent feeling because when you start to drown in listening to all of that, that's when you're going to make a permanent decision of a temporary feelings. And I would agree. You yeah, know, you can never come back from that. Um, and if you are a rescuer like me, and if you are a person that likes to, to know, you know, give advice or encourage or, you know, be a nurturer and have a lot uh, over my compassion, I think is over the top sometimes. Um, and maybe giving it to people that I don't know if they deserve it or not. But anyway, um, you know what? Be okay with being like, I know that usually I'm the funny person and I'm this and I'm that. But right now, I'm not okay. And if people aren't okay with you not being okay, they can just step to the left. Because that's not helping you. That's why you have to be very aware of the people in your life. My circle is my circle. And as I go along this journey, I'm sure there's going to be new people that become family that I get to choose along the way. But for the most part, I'm good. I have my circle of trust. Right. And I'm very selective of who I allow in my life or how far I allow you in my life. Um, cause garbage in, garbage out, naughty squad, seriously. And that includes people got to be careful about who, what energies you allow around yourself. But I just wanted to share that and why a break was needed. Cause no, no, I needed what I needed. And right now I need what I need. Um, and I'm definitely for the things that are in my control. Let me be very clear. My voice, my voice sounds, um, tired like this because the things in my control, I'm working double time over the limit to fix the things out of my control. I cannot change those, but the things I can, I will. Um, so. 
Let's see here. I did want to share, and I had some yeah. stuff to you about depression and even suicide and stuff, but you kind of tackled that already. So I don't want to take no. Those. But what I want to do now is, you you know, we you know we've shared a lot, and you know, just a lot going on. Just really being raw and open with who we are, and I, you know, we. We're still who we are. We're still naughty, nay, and reckless, yo. So we always have our naughty moment. So we're going to go ahead and let naughty have her naughty moment right now. After our naughty moment, we've talked about all of these different things. Now let's just talk about some tools that we can possibly share to help you get out of whatever you're feeling and, you know, moving on to brighter days. In the words of Annie, the sun will come out tomorrow. So, Naughty Nay, let's, you know, hear the naughty moment tonight. So, the naughty's moment, and I guess this honestly goes into what I wanted to do um, is this is part of sharing you know, a tool. This is one of my tools um, that I have used um, because it's something my mom gave me a long time ago. Um, I was actually a teenager and I was coming to the point graduation was going to happen and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have any idea what direction I'm going in. And just going through it, trying to figure out that transition from child to adult. Um, And my mom, she was always good about, like, I remember she put me together this gift basket. I was her daughter that I had to have every smell good on the planet. I liked, you know, make just completely girly girl, um, spa stuff candles. So she made me this basket with all this stuff. And then she laminated this poem. So I'm going to share this with you guys, which it will kick off um, uh, just a couple other things I want to share that have been helpful to me, whether I'm struggling with and depression or not, because you don't have to be depressed just to give yourself a booster. So here's one inspirational poem called Don't Quit, which I read this at my graduation um, in military school. <laughs> um, I read this at my graduation to everyone. And so I just want to share it to you all now. <clears throat> Don't quit. And again, I apologize for my voice. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, When the funds are low and the depths are high and you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and its turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a failure turns about when they might have won had they stuck it out. Don't give up, though. Pace, don't give up though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than far. It seems to a it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup, and he learned too late 
when the night came down, how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt, and you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem the worst that you mustn't quit. And I mean, you can Google the poem, don't quit. So if you want to read this to yourself, <clears throat> as I was breaking up there in the middle, um, I know it's poem like the back of my hand, but the point is, it is when things seem the worst that you mustn't quit because the sun is going to rise again. Everything passes. Everything has its its time. You know, I'm I'm writing a book. Well, I'm really done with the book. And once it releases, I know it's going to reach so many souls. But it's just you things happen. You deal with them. You get through it. But don't move into the darkness. Don't become a resident of that. So anyway, that's a good poem that I love. And I'll just tell you. Um, another thing my mom gave me, and it was in my early 20s, and it's something she had read as a single mom until now. I know the things she was really going through because um, she, like Yolanda mentioned, like she was a single mom, had to be strong, had her career to take care of us, taking care of everybody else. And so I had no idea what really was going on inside of my mom. She was being a soldier. She sacrificed everything. Uh, for us. But one of the books she read and she gave to me by Ayan Levanzant is Yesterday I Cried. And I'm not going to read that poem that uh, I, I, I got Ayanla, I love her, um, wrote in that book. But that Yesterday I Cry is amazing. And I remember crying and not even understanding those deep emotions I was having. And little did my mom know, like her giving me that was right on time. So anyway, it's called Yesterday I Cry. Um, and again, for any book lovers like me, and now you can listen to them on Audible, um, the Chicken Soup for the Soul series is amazing. I have quite a few of them. Um, they're, those books are amazing. They're powerful, specifically Chicken Soup for the Surviving Soul, the Recovering Soul. Um, those are ones I recommend. There um, are several that I love. Oh, wait, I had another favorite one. Um one thing, and this is, I think, pod, the podcast is would be serving this kind of in the journey um, that we're on and that my own personal um, journey. But, you know, from lemons to lemonade, one-on-one. Make lemons into lemonade. So um, that's one of them. But again, you can, you know, Google's all of our best friends. You can Google the Chicken Soup for the Soul series and get the books. I find I'm wanting to hold a book again and not read everything digitally because I work on a computer staring back at me every day. Then we have our phones and I just, I want to hold a book again. Um, or you can um, listen to Audible if you want to listen to them. But that's another, I'm a reader. So that is my outlet. 
Um, I'm very sentimental and very uh, emotional with um, certain things. So going back to poems that my mom directed me to and the memories that come with that, meaning these are good memories and memories of love. It helps me to breathe when I'm suffocating. So find your thing. I'm on medication. I have a therapist, but listen, shit happens and shit is happening and more shit will happen. So I always, always have my tools in a box and I pull them out um, as needed. I know Reckless gave me a this book um, and it's it's a vision board book. You know, um, I I had to pull that out. Um, my cousin gave me a journal uh, to, you know, to utilize going through this podcast journey and learning and my feelings. You know, there'll be episodes that it's our podcast, but at the same time, that will impact us in some kind of way, you know, um, to document my journey. Um, so I had that pulled out. Like, um so, you know, you've got to kind of have, you got to have your weapons against that silence that becomes noisy, that tells you lies, that tells you you're not going to get through this, that tells you you're not worth getting through it, that t- whatever it is right now, you know, if it's negative, I'm telling you it's poison and it's a lie and don't fall prey to it. But also be okay with not being okay. Just don't build you some condos, a mansion, and a yacht there. It's temporary. It is temporary. And you're definitely not alone. You're not the only person on this planet feeling that, even though that is what depression and anxiety um, will make you feel like a prisoner of one in your own mind and that this is happening to no one else but you. Um, no, we, we all struggle to survive um, this thing called life. So I hope me sharing what um, I've been through, where I'm at, where I'm going, um, some of my tools um, will be beneficial to all of you. And you're going to get to watch my journey, Reckless's journey, I grow through this podcast, the lives that we're going to come across and me, the guests that we're going to have to share their stories. So this is a good time be, uh, to push that like, share, subscribe, follow, whatever it is, handle that um, so that you can be along for this ride. And I would definitely want to be a light to everybody's life and add to your life, not, you know, take um, withdrawals and not putting in any uh, deposits. Um, That's who I am. I like to be a light. I'm perfectly imperfect. Yes, yes, yes. But um, just join us, be with us. And thank you so much for listening to what's happening and what has happened with Naughty Nay. I thank you, Nadi, for sharing that with our Nadi squad, for all of our listeners and things. Again, I always start our show off with, you never know what anybody is going through. And I really do mean that because you just don't know. So 
like this hour or so you spend with us, you know, we're, you know, we're crazy. We know that, you know, takes your mind off of whatever you're going through, giving you an opportunity to just release and laugh. You know, that's our main goal here. Understand our podcast is called this, that, and everything in between. And that's exactly what it is. We will talk about this, that, and everything in between. You know, there'll be some humorous moments. There'll be some sad moments. There'll be some serious moments. But overall, regardless of what moment we're in, we're always going to give you our, our authentic self and just be who we are. So sometimes we might say things that people don't necessarily agree with, that people don't like. And that's okay too, because again, we're being our authentic self. But Naughty Squad, you know, if you feel that we've said something and you would like another, uh, you would like a longer explanation on it or whatever, please email us, reach out to us on our platforms. Let us know. We'll be happy to do that for you. People who know us, who know us well, if you feel that, you know, something was said that was offensive or any nature, you know, please pick up the phone again. We're, we're, we're human. Nobody's perfect. Let's have a conversation. Let's make sure that we're on the same page. But you will see the deaths of who we are. Not only our personalities, but our hearts as well. And a lot of times our hearts weigh heavy, but we still have to put that mask on. We still have to be that person, whatever that, is it the corporate yo? Is it the reckless? Well, you reckless kind of stays around all the time, but is it the corporate yo? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The reckless or, you know, whatever the mom yo, the wife yo, you know, what is it? And I have to put that mask on, but I may not be feeling that the mask you see may not be what I'm feeling inside. And that's what you just have to understand. Again, you never know what people may be going through or what affects somebody. So, you know, it's just, we just wanted to take this opportunity to be able to just, you know, just be raw and open and just understand. And granted, you know, we are on CPT because mental health awareness was last month, but we were off for the last two months. But it's all good because we can have these conversations and we can have open conversations. And that's what we're doing tonight, just to let you know that right, wronger, and different, it's okay not to be okay. And I think that's important. And then to Nadi's point, when she was talking about, you know, the journal, there's journaling opportunities, you know, a vision board, put your vision board together. And one thing about that too, when you're envisioning, envisioning your future, it's when you're putting your board together, it's not going to always be bright things. That's the whole point of a vision board. There's going to be some peaks, but there's going to be some valleys. But in those valleys, you're visioning coming out to get back on that peak. So when you look at someone's vision board, and if it's all peaks and no valleys, then I don't think they incorporated their whole being. Because everybody has peaks and valleys. And I don't care who you are, what you do. 
what you have, what you don't have. We all have peaks and valleys and that's okay. And that's what we draw out in our vision boards. And I think that's an important key as well. Again, you know, someone, a confidant that you can really trust, that you can just sit down, you can have conversations together, you can cry together, you can share your most intimate thoughts and know no matter what happens, that it never leaves those room, that, that room. You have your therapist. If you don't have a therapist, you know, if you need a good therapist. A lot of times, to Nadi's point earlier, she had said it too, and especially in our community, you know, we think ter- uh, a therapist is a taboo word. Oh my God, you're crazy. You know, blah, blah, blah. Why are you going to see a therapist? No, sometimes you just need to talk. And someone, you just need someone who doesn't know you. And you just talk and they can give you their unbiased, natural opinion of what is being said. And sometimes that is needed as well. And there's so many other options, the inspirational poems, the books. Like I said, I'm a music person. I have to listen, you know, I have to go listen to music, you know, whatever it may be. And that song, that poem, the words within that song, the words within that poem, just touch you. And that's what you needed to hear. Um, Anybody who knows me and knows me well knows I'm not, I have a relationship with God. I believe in God. I love God. God knows who he created when he created me. I have that relationship, but I'm not religious, religious. You're not going to, you know, I'm not going to be in church every Sunday. But one of the things I do know when people who do go to church every Sunday, sometimes they come out and said, you know, that's the sermon that I really needed to hear today. That sermon touched my heart. And that I, I, I was meant to be in church. And I'm bringing this up because um, the reason why we're another um, week late is I had a death in the family and I had to travel to Mississippi and go to the funeral And when the pastor was doing the eulogy, what he said, he did his eulogy around the mustard seed. And if you didn't understand the mustard seed, he said to Google it. But within that passage, it was like I needed to hear what he was saying because that did touch me. And that made so much sense to me. So Mm -hmm. at that point, I did need to, I needed to be there. And on a side note, the church didn't blow up, so we're good. Mm. But well, I was <laughs> suspicious, but I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> but I needed to hear that. And you just you just never know where it's gonna where that inspiration is gonna come from. Mm-hmm. So it's just just be open to anything and don't just close the doors and say, that can't help me, or that's not it. Because if you don't open that door and walk through it, you'll never know. And if it didn't, you're no worse off than you were before. But what if it does? And you're in a whole better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you never know unless you, you know, everything is a leap of faith, I think. And give yourself the chances and the grace that a lot of us are guilty of, you know, we'll give everyone else, but we don't give it to ourselves. Extend yourself grace and patience and love. You know, ladies, for those 
dogs that, you know, you keep around and go back to and give all your energy to take all that back and give it to yourself (laughs) or what you're overextending yourself. You can love people. You can have people's back. It doesn't mean you're supposed to sacrifice your soul and your own sanity. It's okay. Put yourself first. And if you, that's the most important thing, mind, body, and soul, especially every, all of us, but especially as women, because we do carry a lot of burdens Mm -hmm. that men don't necessarily carry. And I just think it's important for us because we are nurturers. We're groomed that way to nurture. And we can nurture everybody else and do everything for everybody else. But we always feel guilty if we want to take time for ourselves. You know, I do want to mention real quick something I heard on the Breakfast Club today. They actually addressed men. Um, Claudia Jordan was talking about it and Charlotte, main the God, DJ Envy, um, about men being more vulnerable and why you know, Charlemagne made a comment that, you know, you, you teach boys as they grow up. Oh, boys don't cry. Boys don't do this. You just deal with this. You just deal with that. And he's like, next thing you know, you've created a sociopath that just doesn't understand their emotions, don't want know how to feel, don't want to feel. And, you know, he's like, you wonder why men are the way that they are or boys out here doing crazy things. And men, I do challenge you. Like if you weren't meant to cry or have tears or feelings, well, you just wouldn't be born with them at all. No man would like being a man to me is also saying, Hey, I'm not okay. Right. Letting that tear drop. You know, you, you don't have to be Zeus. You know, you don't have to carry the weight of everything on your shoulders either. There's a balance in life to everything. So I do want to say, like, I'm loving that more men are being more open, honest, and vulnerable and saying, hey, I'm not okay. Like, that's sexy to me. It's sexy. It's a beautiful thing. And it it makes me not think, you know, we we can be hard on y'all. Because it's like, dang, it's like you're dealing with a brick. Do you feel anything? I'm sure you people that's been in relationships have looked at your man and be like, are you listening? Like, do you feel anything? Or does this even hurt you? Does it hurt you that you hurt me? Like, it may get very, there's some, and it's so hard for them because it's been drilled in from television, society, your own parents, people in your life, that boys don't cry, men don't cry, men don't do this, men don't do that. Well, guess what? We're all human. Agreed, agreed. And I think that's very important as well. Um, My boys will tell you, I always talk to them about their feelings and they need to feel the way they feel. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing weak nobody about Nobody is 100%, 100% of the time. Nobody. No one. But Nadi Scott, please, you know, if you want to go more in depth with this as far as sharing your own story for us to post or discuss in Nadi's moment, um, remember the email, Nadi Squad 
N-N-R-Y at gmail.com. Obviously, that's Naughty Squad, Naughty Nay Reckless Yo at gmail.com. Um, you know, email, share, comment, comment where you can comment. You know, the streaming thing is usually I, I am a streaming on the, the platforms that I stream on. You know, being on this other side of it and realizing, oh, you know, there's a lot of them you can't have com- post a comment then there's some that that you can so if you can please comment youtube's one of them but youtube is difficult when you're not uploading video so by the way new listeners just so you know when you look on youtube it's going to be video episodes um but we have a ton more episodes on streaming platforms someone asked me about that they were confused like i thought you had more episodes than this yeah no not all of our episodes are youtube but they are supposed to be changing that so that you can just direct you don't have to be creating a different file type and all this extra to upload an episode that you don't want video for. Right, exactly. You know, so hopefully, and once that happens, obviously we can dump everything. And plus I'd like to put links um, on the in the episodes. YouTube has, um, I love how their design does allow you to add links. So I could have put links to these books and any self-help this, or if, if you know, numbers, if, you know, you're thinking about suicide or stuff to... Um, to link you to therapists for depression, but you know, that, that will come. But again, this is a good time to like, share, comment. We are on TikTok. We are also on Instagram. Follow us there. Naughty Nay and Reckless Yo. You'll see when you put that in, you'll know us when you put put that in. Um, But thank you so much just for your time. You know, time is our most precious asset. You, We're never getting one second back. So the fact that you're spending it with us and supporting us, um, means I, the world I really, really appreciate that. Yes, means the world to us. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, I guess this is where we'll come to an end. But uh, let me just give you a warning. Now, they do say I'm naughty, nay. Okay. And we have, and well, and that's reckless, yo, with all that lightning around her and stuff. Um, We got some stuff coming. Now, part two of what, listen, it's our own podcast, and I'm about to mess up the title of Love, Sex, and Crazy, and whatever. <laughs> We are going to have um, some other special guests. One topic will be polyamory. Um, uh, We're going deep with it, people. Plus, our cousin Quincy is crazy. So it's always going to be funny. And uh, Toya, funny. Like, obviously, she shared the Jamaica stuff. But... Miss Betty. Betty. Hello, Miss Betty. Oh, Betty. Yeah, Betty was the one sharing her Jamaica stuff. But, um, and then Reckless is going to be Reckless, probably times 10. I don't know how that is possible. Well, it's possible for her. And I will not have this dead, very tired and exhausted voice 
and be my naughty, naughty, naughty self. Because listen, sex is my favorite subject, so I'm ready. Yes. And after that, like we are going to dive into this. This is like a multiple series types of things because we have the love, sex and crazy. We'll have that part two. Then we're going to bring on submissive. We're going to talk about submissiveness. What submissive means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So we're going to have that conversation. We're going to open it up for that. And who knows where that might lead to. And then, you know, we'll get through all of this love, sex, and crazy. And then we're going to go to a warmer topic. We'll start, well, I guess that is a hot topic. So we'll cool it down a little bit and we'll talk about, well, you know, we have some travel. Really? Let, let's not start with lies. I don't think we're ever cooling anything down. So. No, 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 no. no. Just, a, just a little, just a little. But then, we're, you know, we're going to talk, you know, we're going to have some traveling episodes for those of us who like to travel and get out and see the world. So, I mean, we have so much in store and so much is coming. So again, Naughty Squad, we appreciate you. We appreciate you giving us your time. Uh, you know, you know, even tonight, just listening to us, just, you know, being our raw selves, just knowing there's more to us than just the craziness that if you do follow us, you see there's a lot of that. But, you know, we're human too, so. Which we are going to start funny. sharing a lot more. And one I thing Naughty Squad I apologize my well, my intention too was while we were skipping two episodes, like to push more and share more of our life and some of the they like I mean, in between this time, it reckless well, Mississippi, that was because of a death in the family, but she, you also went to uh Cancun, right? Yes, like, I mean, a lot has happened. Um, and the intention was to share those things and, um, you know, more of the episodes and push all of that during this time. But you know what? It, as I said in the beginning, like when you're just at that point and you got to fall all the way back, that's what I had to do. Like, no, I just very overwhelmed with you know, what was happening mentally and emotionally. But we got through that. And one other episode I wanted to mention that's coming, and I'm very excited about this. I met, it's funny, the people you meet in the streets. And again, like I'm a magnet and a connector. I'll talk to anyone in any room, anywhere. Like I know every damn body there. But this um, girl opened, I just start talking to me and opened up. She's Ethiopian and a lesbian. Now, this, you guys, is like a unicorn. It is rare. Doesn't mean there's not a lot more of them, but that culturally is just like probably over, I'm just going to say Middle East or whatever. That could be a death sentence if you're gay. Um, in Africa, where, I'm sorry, I don't want to say Africa, Africa has other countries within it, but um. Uh, I'll have the facts when I talk to her, but I just heard this on the news um, that there's a president over somewhere that now, um, you know, if you're gay, you're going to go to prison. I, I'm going to stop right there because right now my mind is blank and I can't give you all the facts of that. But that is one fact. You will go to, to prison for life. Um, so she opened up to me and it's fascinating and inspiring and so much courage to come out and being Ethiopian and all the stuff she had to deal with and became a, a pretty much, um, she went viral 
Um, so I'm excited for that interview to come. So it is coming. And I hope that is also, we want to make you laugh, cry, side eye us, sometimes get mad and also mainly inspire you. And so that's going to be, um, a really, I'm very excited about that episode and her story and the girl's absolutely beautiful absolutely just gorgeous but gorgeous inside and out like she impacted me in five minutes of like meeting her so I hope that that well maybe that's why she went viral because people just felt her so anyway just wanted to share that but we have a lot coming up and then a lot that we don't even know that's coming (laughs) but it's coming that's for sure well, good night. Um, well, I didn't. What about my reckless moment? Hello, my reckless. Oh, you do want to still do? Oh, you know, oh. I don't know why in my head you were going to take that moment to address what you addressed oh, earlier. Oh, you, no, I wanted to address that first, but no, this is just mm-hmm. a lighthearted moment, so it's mm-hmm. nothing too good. reckless. Good, and it on my reckless moment tonight is to love all aspects of yourself mm-hmm. regardless of what those aspects may gain maybe again we are all imperfectly perfect mm-hmm. we all do dumb shit we all make dumb mistakes it was just the world of life we live in it's a mistake if you do it one time and you own it and you accept it and you learn from it now if you continue to do it that's not a mistake it's a habit but <laughs> if you own you and love you and understand that you're not perfect and shit happens and the people that are within your life and understand that as well and is accepting of that, then that's how life should be. If you're with someone who they can't accept you make mistakes, then that's on them. That's not on you. Because at the end of the day, we all do. So just love every aspect of yourself, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And take care of yourself, Naughty Squad. More importantly than anything, love thyself and take care of you. Amen. And that's my reckless rant for tonight. Oh, that's you're probably never going to have a reckless rant that isn't actually reckless ever again. So please understand that that's a gift because I'm never really prepared for her consistent reckless nonsense. So probably not. So that's a good one. So yeah, so we might have to arc. What is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Arcave? Isn't that it? Arcave this this reckless rant? Because yeah, it probably will never happen again. As I said, guys, this was a gift, and I'm pretty sure a one-time only. So take care. Have a good night. And, you know, next time we're back. We're back on video. Uh, I can't wait. Um, It's going to be an exciting episode. Mm. It's going to be a dangerous Anyways, all right. Love you, Naughty Squad. Like, share, subscribe, follow. Find us on Insta. Find us on YouTube. Find us on TikTok. 
Just find us. Damn Stream it. Find us. us. We love you. Love you, Naughty Squad. Good night. Good night. Oh, by the way, Reckless was blowing reckless kisses at you guys. You can't see it, but <laughs> I'm just telling you. Good night. Good night. Thanks for hanging with us. And as always, we appreciate our Naughty Squad. If you enjoyed your time with us, please subscribe, comment, like, share, and stream our podcast on all platforms. Be sure to click links below to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, so you don't miss the recklessness.